What's going on, guys? Wayne here, 129 Toge. We're joining you again. We're the second podcast of the Toge AR. This time, we're going to be talking about all-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, and front-wheel drive on today's episode. Guys, thank you again for the last interactions. We had 3,500 interactions with multiple views and multiple hours of watch time on our last podcast. So thank you guys so much for sharing and sharing the love and uh, enjoying the podcast. But anyways, I have Doug, the alignment guy with me from Eurospec. I have the Miata man down there, Thomas Couch himself, and joining me, local photographer, Dylan Shelburne. Uh, poor old Austin couldn't make it today. Yeah. We don't uh, have we, we little got him somewhere in a closet. Actually, he might be in here. We he might be in the hatch of the Tegra. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're screaming and knocking from But anyways, what we're going to be talking about is different variants of drive types. So we have all-wheel drive, front-wheel drive, and rear-wheel drive. And we're going to be talking about the practicality of these cars, how sporty they are, can they be something that you can live with and still drive at the same time, and how are they going to affect yourself in the future with owning the car for a long period of time or just a short period of time depending on how you like the car. But let's get into it. We'll go ahead and start out with front-wheel drive. It's going to be the category. And who wants to... I feel like Doug should start Doug. Doug. Then, This is Doug's category. I'll start with Doug. It so. is my category 100% because I am a big Honda boy. I, I am. You can call me what you will. I don't care. Behind me, you got my Integra right here. Uh, my wife's got a Del Sol. I've got my favorite front-wheel drive of all time. That is the FK8 Civic Type R. Uh, I daily drive that car for the most part. I alternate cars and whatnot. Um, I'm going to choose 100%, no questions asked, will be the FK8, my favorite front-wheel drive car just about ever made. Um, I don't know many cars you know that you can do track days in, drive to the track, drive back home, get 30-plus MPGs on the highway, and and go load the, the wife, the kids, Whatever you got, the dogs throw throw the hatchback full of junk and go drive to the beach in the same weekend. I've done it uh, three I, times. Three times, yeah. yeah. I've had I've had friends travel with us in in the car. I've been to Daytona in it. I mean, I've it's it's an amazing gas mileage car. It hauls butt when you need it to. It's so fun on track. I can't choose anything other than that. So it hauls people and it hauls things. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, it hauls everything. Uh, so every, what, and what, the kitchen sink, I guess. What's your least? Uh, you could you could put you a kitchen could sink in the <laughs> You could. <laughs> you really could, man. You could actually put a kitchen sink in the Instead mail. of it hauling the mail, it hauls the, the mail and the kitchen sink. And the kitchen sink. Yeah. yeah. It'll um, do it, man. So what's your least favorite part about it? Because I know I've heard you talk like outside <laughs> of this. Like, what's your least favorite part of it? Okay, I'll give you I'll give you the the, the top two. Number one will probably be the handbrake. Yeah. Oh, was oh, it electronic? It's yeah, it's electronic. Like, yeah. 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 What's weird is, oh. I know we're still on Doug, but I was also going to choose this, the FK8 Type R as well for my front-wheel drive car, and that is like the biggest pet peeve I have with Ooh. that car is the electronic handbrake. Did you just see like an initial D at it? He's like, Shingo. Instead of you hear that, you know, that, that classic of yeah. the brake, you hear, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so horrific. Now, I will say the other thing I, I wish I, it had, but also like I'm okay with it because I know why it doesn't have it. Um, you know, weight savings, yada, yada. I kind of wish I had a sunroof. Uh, before I had the FK, I had a ninth gen Civic Si, and I had a sunroof in it and, and whatnot. And I just, I don't know, I enjoy having the whole sun beaming down through the through the roof thing, but I know the sunroofs leak. I know that. I know they gain weight. 
um, on your car. Especially um, up top. Yes, mm-hmm. especially. I mean, the the GSR here has a, has a sunroof on it. Um, you know, but I just that's the only thing I could probably say. Other than that, um, I say my other a little bit of peeve here, but I know why is the uh, the red Alcantara seats. As awesome as they are, it's so dirty. Yeah, they can. It so easily gets dirty. Hard blood. It does have blood. So you can burn somebody. You could. You could. Get away with it. But if you stain it, good luck getting that out. You better call a professional. Dude, that would make me so worried. Dude, when it comes to the daily ability of FKA and still keeping your price with your parts, so like you know, if you're buying tires for this car, if you're buying modifications for this car and still using it the daily drive, which a lot of people, they live in an apartment style mm-hmm. area. So they have to focus and rely on one utility vehicle yeah, to course. do it all. So what, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, it's a utility type of vehicle because you can store so much stuff in it. Um, you know, you could live on a side street. You could live pretty much anywhere. I mean, it's a new car. So if someone just, so to speak, just comes by and <laughs> kills it, then you can just get another one. You know, it's not like super rare. Like if you were to own a DC two type R or, you know, EK nine right hand drive imported car, um, great cars. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I would love to, to have that EK nine type R, but the thing is, is if someone hits it, good luck getting another one that's reasonably priced. Or, be or if it's fixable, any kind of parts for it. Yeah, absolutely. Price wise. I have a that in a second. Oh, really? On yes. the, um, oh, overnight I'm from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Price-wise, uh, parts are a little pricey. Um, you know, spoon parts, Mugen parts, if you're going to, you know, really spend the dollar. Oh, like going into the aftermarket. Oh, yeah, aftermarket yeah. world. Um, you know, mods. Mods, yes. Um, they are a little pricey. But, I mean, you spent forty to $55,000 on a car. If you're... Pay to play, you know that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. If you spent fifty five grand on your FK, you yeah. spent too much, and that's that's just bottom line. It Which sounds better. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Because well, because people like now, uh, you know, obviously the car's still new, but people are paying crazy markups for the new FL five, the brand new seven. Yes, mm-hmm. dude. Yes. There was one that sold for sixty seven. Ooh, that's like at that price point, you lose the value of what a Type R is. Yes, you but, pay for two. Yes, cars. yeah. Well, and I was going to ask you, Couch, so you have the same, you're, when you were picking front-wheel drive, you have the same idea as Doug, yeah. right? Yours was going to be the FL5. Yeah. Is there anything that he didn't mention as to why you like it? No. Oh, fair. <laughs> no. I think Doug was going to cover every so. base. And <laughs> so, quick little side story. He he rode with me down to pick up my wife's SUV uh, from Alabama, and I threw him the keys to the Type R and let him drive it home, followed me back home. Mm-hmm. And... Man couldn't stop. I've seen the Snapchats. This man was he'd, he'd over pull the side of me and do a, yeah. a pull yeah. beside me, and I'm just like. And right, at the end of the day, know. it is a Civic, and, yes. it, and it's based on the principles of a Civic, which yes. is yeah. like affordable. I yes. can get around, and then you put everything Type R on it, and it's like, okay, this is going to go run a 730 something at the Nurburgring, piss off a lot of people with. You know, like the M2, for example, yeah. does not yeah. run a 730 at the Nurburgring. Yeah, yeah. And like, with the uh, the electronic suspension that it actually has from factory, yeah, uh, you can put lowering springs on it, and it, it will still set your height nice and pretty. Um, yeah. And you could run the Tugge with it. And yeah. when you run the Tugge with it, I I had a Miata for a, for a while for eleven years. It stops. I sold the Miata because of how much I loved ha- the handling of the Type R. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I mean, they knocked it out of the park. Like when you bring the Type R back. 
I think Honda did everything they were supposed to do. I agree. Now, one thing I will say with the Type R, especially the FK8, yeah, it's wide, especially if you, like, like in, Doug's, in, in Doug's perspective, he mm. went from, you know, an NB Miata to a Type R, and he sold the Miata because he liked the Type R so much. Yeah. But it's it's wide. It's a big, it's a big girl. girl. It is a wide It's, it's a, a big, girl. big girl. Still only weighs 3150. Yeah. 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 Yep. I scaled it myself out of yeah. curiosity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it does weigh exactly what the, the, the brochure says. Yeah. Um, you can read the brochure. You can read the brochure. <laughs> um, you know, and it's is it the greatest straight line racer car? No, it's well, not. Bro, it's a Civic. Oh God, yeah. yeah, exactly. But you know what? It does give out, it, and that just remind me of it. And correct me if I'm wrong on it. Not only does it give out the perfect aspect for a that. daily driver. No, <laughs> the daily driver, um, being able to you know go to the beach if you want to, get the whole family in there, pick up parts, pick up stuff for the house, but. Travel around, hit the mountain pass, have a good time while you're driving. Yeah. And then also, what is that saying that all Type R's have? It has that racer boy. Oh, it's so, yeah. 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 It still has that racer boy style to it. Yes. While big, you can still live your life with the car. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, closing out on, not really moving away from you guys since you chose the FK. Yeah. Too, uh, yeah, right? kind of like yeah. the two for the price you get a two for. for the car, the overall price. Yeah. Because we're looking at normal budgets, um, people making 55000 a year to, we'll say, 125000 a year. Yeah. Typical demographic. Yeah. yeah, typical demographic for people that yeah. like to spend their money on cars instead of drugs. But <laughs> what are we looking Dang at? Like Calling out all you drug users. <laughs> yeah. The auto, no. <laughs> <laughs> If you're if you're looking for one to buy right now in the in the crazy market that we have today, I'd say you're looking at um, higher mileage car of about forty to lower mileage sitting on a showroom floor uh, fifty to fifty five. I've seen I've seen some dumb people walk into a dealership that's got one on a showroom floor. It's pre owned and they've got a markup on a pre owned car. Like I've like seen to everyone out there, grand. don't pay markups. Don't pay markups. You're just reinforcing. Don't. A negative stigma on letting people get screwed over just because they want cloud or they have to have something. Well, they want the new GR Corolla or something. Well, like, I got my brand new 8.6 without a markup. Yeah. And, and they brother, are almost impossible to come so by. my brother is, we're supposed to be getting his, and he's not paying markup either. Yeah. We're supposed to be getting his brand new ERZ at the end of the month. He's not yeah. paying a dime over. So to everyone out there, don't pay your markups. I know you want it, but if anything, you can just wait a year. Just wait. There'll be plenty of them around. Yep. Just like now, there's 50 plus 86s at dealerships. Yeah. Tons of them aren't marked up, and they're just waiting for people to go and buy one. Don't yeah. do it. Staring at you waiting. Quit. Don't do it. Okay, go. <laughs> All right. So, so what's your pick, Wade? What do you got, man? Oh, yeah. I Actually, I want to move to this guy. Okay. Because oh. I know, I've seen his phone over there. It looks like somebody has wrote the Shakespeare play over twice, <laughs> revamped it. So I know his front wheel drive car is going to be a pretty like he's hot got, topic. got like the entire uh, screenplay script for all the Lord of the Rings extended edition, extended director's cut, everything. You need. I'm yeah. actually I'm actually going to change it because it was originally going to be the DC two. He's having he's having second thoughts. <laughs> it was originally going to be the DC two, but but I I want to show some love to a car that gets looked over a lot. And I thought about it when you guys were talking about the Type R and what makes it great. <laughs> so I originally had the DC two. Mainly because it's like a halo car for Honda, especially back in the day. Ran a crazy good Nurburgring time, crazy good fuel economy. But like thinking about the FK8 and what makes it so good made me remember what I loved about my Fiesta ST. 
Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. Okay. No, dude. Not in, in a good way. Dude, those cars. Because <laughs> I guarantee, every, uh, like, the whole time you guys were thinking about front-wheel drive, and even me included until just now, like, I don't even have notes on it or anything, but, like, everyone sleeps on those cars. They do. And even Matt Farah had one and loved it. Jason Camisa had one and loved it. And I was looking up stuff about the new GR Corolla the other day, and somebody, pretty reputable, I'm not going to put any names, but pretty reputable, compared it, compared the new GR Corolla to something like an Evo 9 or a Fiesta ST. And it's like, that car gets slept on so much. Dude, you can get them with like 10,000 miles on them for 18 grand. <laughs> they are so cheap. I, I had two combined mileage, about 180,000 miles. I beat the hell out of those things. They took it. I replaced spark plugs. I did my oil changes. I did everything. I never lost a turbo. The car was crazy reliable. I, I wasn't going through like wheel bearings. I wasn't doing anything like crazy. They don't have an LSD, but they don't act like they're open diff. They are so much fun and they get good fuel economy just like the FKA. Yeah. And mm-hmm. for a lot of our, our, our viewers, our audience, or even our friends, that if they wanted a front wheel drive car and they were like, dude, I only have like 20, 25 grand, like you can tell them, okay, you're going to be buying a high mileage Veloster in maybe, a used GTI. But dude, for the money, and we're talking about a daily driver car, you can go hit the mountains with, go hit the track with. Do long trips in. I started my hauling company when I was homeless in a Fiesta ST. I was going to say you were delivering wine. Dude, I lived out of it. I lived out of a Fiesta ST. It was a, it was a literal party. I, lo- I loved that car. That And it, it's it's actually a weird fact about it. I just know it off the top of my head. It has similar cross weight and curb weight to a, a, like a 2013-15-86. Even front to rear balance. It's like mid-50s to mid-40s. And they are so much fun. Okay. I, I, I've driven tons. I love them. You can take them up, you know, to the Dragon, for example, or take them to, like, your local track or whatever. And they're, you know, a good bit lighter than a Type R or something, so you still have that front-wheel drive hatchback. But it's, like, 2780, like, you know, under 2,800 pounds. Crazy good fuel economy. You can stuff people in them. I mean, and... We know about stuffing people in them. And, and they have a... Color changing option. A lot of them, almost all of them, have a color changing option, and they have lighting on the inside. Oh yeah, the like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you can press it, and it goes like pink, purple, green, red. Yeah, it, it changes to every color. So the stance kids can be happy. Oh, they don't have to buy any of on Amazon. They have all of their RGB puke lights. Yeah, all RGB, LGBTQ, HGTV lights, dude. All of them. Everything you need. Yeah, but but yeah, I completely forgot about that car until literally I had the DC two Type R on my list. And, like, you guys were talking about a hatchback that's fun to drive, manual, like, that, yeah. And also the Recaros in that car. Really good. Dude, yes. they're crazy. Yeah, they are really awesome. Good. I had one without and one with, and I would take the one with the cars yep. all day. Yep. I remember having my black Fiesta was the longest I'd ever owned a car and the longest I'd ever not modified a car. And I think those two went hand in hand because that car is so good from the factory. And you can go around and really pick up a Fiesta ST under, like, $15,000? Yeah. Right Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And you can go anywhere, really. Like Dude, yeah. One, at least one out of five local used dealerships have probably got a Fiesta ST. So what, do you, what would you hate about the, 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 the Fiesta ST? What yeah, what would you hate about it? So for, for, me, for me, because I do a lot of enthusiast writings, what we'll call it, an LSD would be nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, for, for just regular daily driving, you may want to get a motor mount. Um, just just because it helps, it's just one of the, almost any front wheel drive car. Yeah, dude. I upgraded mine. Dude, and everyone gets a rear motor yep. mount for whatever front wheel yep. drive manual car you have. My biggest complaint with the Fiesta ST is the fact that it's such a small little engine with a turbo, 
But I feel like every time you drive it, no matter what, whether you're stoplight to stoplight or on the mountains or on track, you're always in boost. It never, yeah. you're always hitting the boost. And the thing is, is with the FKA, I can go cruising through the through the highways, through the uh, mountains, even if I really wanted to, which I won't. Um, or I can even go daily drive it and never be in the boost. Never even have to go in the boost. Yeah. And it doesn't have any lag. It's but just, I don't need to. I feel like that's Ford in general. EcoBoost, like Mustang. Correct. Yeah. You know, the, even, the even Focus the, ST, uh, Focus on EcoBoost S. F-150s are almost always in boost. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's mainly a Ford thing. But, but yeah. It could very well be. That also can complement the Fiesta, though. Because, dude, it's called a Fiesta for a reason. They are, party so, on wheels, brother. they are so much fun. Also, you were talking about tires for Doug. And brakes. Have you seen the rear brakes on a Fiesta ST? They're about the size of my palm. Yeah. <laughs> they are so yeah, tiny. The parts are so cheap for that. Anything you get is cheap. We're joking about like stage two, stage three, whatever. Yeah. Go to Mountain, go to whoever you want. Dude, parts are cheap. Yeah. I, 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 I do have the FK8 beat on that, hands down. Dude, I would. And if someone handed me, they, they said you can have two Fiesta STs or an FK8, I'll take two Fiesta STs. Yeah. So when one, one over heats, <laughs> you can drive the other one. <laughs> and also, uh, yeah. Only Sorry. one of mine overheated, and it, and even when it did, it wasn't super consistent. It was like ninety eight degrees. I mean, I can't say anything. I, I mean, I overheated on track at yeah. least twice. Yeah, but uh, but I I will rest my case on the PSST. I completely forgot about it until a, you know, until we just talked about it. It's a good point. All right, yeah. Wade, what's your choice? It, it's okay, like, it's like the great value FK eight. So, <laughs> in terms of great value, um, really cheap cars to get. This is a car that is almost forgotten nowadays because I think a lot of people just see it and just like, eh, you know, screw it. I can get something else for a better deal, which you probably can. Um, I want to put it more in the comparison class to compete with a Cobalt SS, which would also have been a pretty good option. Um, and then your Hot Boy Civics and Acris. But it would be an SRT4. Ooh, that was whoa. my pick. A well, Neon. That's, and that's the predecessor to the Fiesta ST, in terms of, like, American, like, yeah. hot little Turbo 4. Whew. They were roaming around everywhere. And they were. And they just start fading off. It's, it's like what, that. 2010? Doing an 8, something like that? Yeah, yeah. They just took off. Wait, so, wait. in specific, I chose a 2004 SRT4. Uh, I don't know what the difference is. Are you are bigger. <laughs> it, it's got a little bit more tuning aspect into it. They, I think, I don't know if that was the last year or not. The transmission's still junk, though. But yeah, third gear, you might as well just go to fourth. <laughs> um, but it's four doors. Front wheel drive. Four more you can pick up an SRT four. I was looking before I, I did this research on the podcast. Six, dude. Nine K is the highest I've seen. <laughs> so, yeah, don't get me wrong; they have over a hundred thousand miles. Of course, you need to expect something They're that's two thousand four. That they was have a, third a long year. time ago. So wait, can I say this just yes. to, just to piss off a lot of people? Absolutely. Factory, the Turbo Cobalt SS is faster than an R34 around the Nurburgring. Yes. Oh, yeah. Factory God. time, time for time. Yes. Oh, the, and, and put this in a reel. I will say it directly to the camera. A Cobalt SS factory, the Turbo 4 Cobalt SS, is faster than an R34 GTR around the Nurburgring. Argue all you want in the comments. Throw me under a bus and hit me with it. It's faster. <laughs> Imagine wild. saying I got gapped by a Cobalt SS. Dude, yeah, especially, especially after all that development. Speaking of all the drug cars, I don't like, <laughs> want to follow that, but keep going about the, uh, about the Neon. So, you know, we're talking about price for it. It's easy to pick up. Um, one thing about it, it's scarce. You see more of them being sold by private people. You don't actually see them on lots anymore. Um, it's kind of a sad thing to see. Uh, so you can't really go out and get it unless you do your research on it. But you can still get it for cheap. 
parts for it are extremely cheap. There's a lot of variety out there because it was big in the early 2000s tuning scene. And the flood of parts that were just so mass-produced are still out there because no one's buying them because no one owns Which these cars anymore. Which also means, even though, you know, it was like a mid-2000s thing, you know, it's probably seen like mid-2000s, you can put Lambo doors on it if you wanted to, probably. <laughs> I just hear me repeat that around just going in my head right now. So yeah, yeah. You just see someone pull up, it's like... Spinners are still spinning. <laughs> and uh, if, you, if you go back and look at the presence and the ports of an SRT4, regardless if, you know, oh yeah, check out that guy, he's got his knee on, and then next thing you know, it's a 600 horsepower... They can just <laughs> Yes, I've seen some very fast ones in my day. Man. But, you know, it's still a really good handling car. Um, not really in the aspect of uh, in turns, but for a time reference, in, our, in SRT4, 0 to 60 is 5.3 seconds. Oh, it's faster than made 6! Well, actually, it's 0.2 seconds slower, but the old 8.6, it's yeah. faster. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trust me. We know. 200, <laughs> we, we specific know. 2004 SRT4, 230 horsepower. So, that's honestly no. perfect How for, much do they weigh? They weigh... Uh, I have a rope down here. They weigh... Mm. 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 <laughs> do I need to Google it? Mm. Uh, mm. I don't know if this is the exact weight. That seems a little heavy. I think that might be my all-wheel drive. What, what, what is my don't say? lie about it. Um, 3,700? Yeah, that's what the average driver in will be. The average American. No, that's like average. Dodge, Dodge's test subject was the owner. 29. Nine. I was about to say 29. 29. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry here, yeah. You know, you know. That's uh, heavier than I thought. Slight, slight side question. One of the cars that a lot of a lot of people sleep on, but I think is actually kind of cool, is the Caliber SRT4. Yeah. The SUV like oh, thing. Whoa. I mean, how how often do you see them? Mm-hmm. You you almost never see them, and when they do, when you do see them, like they actually look kind of cool, like in a weird I will give way. It that. They, yeah, they do. Cool. You know, like weird weird way. Um. So I mean, like. Have you sat in a Neon though? I have. The the seats feel awesome. They're, it's a really comfortable car. Yes. And it feels bigger than what it is. Yeah, but, it I mean, does. you have to be I mean, in the aspect that it, it's, it's... The back seats also have ample amount of room. When we were in high school, this car seats five. We had 11 people <laughs> in an SRT4 because we didn't want to walk to the high school. We yes. wanted to go from vocational to the high school parking lot. Yeah. So we a put 11 people. people. We had like two yeah. people in the trunk. There's yeah. multiple people in the back seat. Oh, I think yeah. one guy was like planking in the middle. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but when it comes to seating, you, you see so if five. you have if you have an 11 person family, then you're covered. Yes, you're covered. <laughs> it's a big family. If you get a bigger family than what you needed for the SRT4, just buy the caliber. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's slightly bigger. If there's one thing I do hate about it, it's um, the, the aftermarket parts are out there. Um, but I feel like you know. You're going out and you're buying an older car, so your maintenance costs are going to be up there. And when it comes to someone living in the aspect that you don't have a garage or don't have anywhere you can do the maintenance and upgrades, that can really affect you. Because not only are you going to pay for cheap parts to put on the car, you're going to actually have to pay for more labor for someone else to work on your car. And at that point, if it goes beyond what a monthly payment would be for something like a Fiesta or an FK8, then that's where it eclipses the point of the car. If it goes yeah. past an update, you need to buy a new car. Yeah. Unless it's SRC. Just let it go. Oh, God. But uh, that's that's pretty much it. You can go to the beach with it. You can hit the mountain, take it to the track. Yeah. Um, there's a guy that goes to J's Little Track Days that has one. I don't even think it's an SRT4. It's just a neon. Oh, it's probably, yeah. The yellow one? No, the red one. That's oh, like there used to be yellow, too. 
It's a beater. Yeah, it's, it's hard. They're, they're beaters. If you, to, <laughs> if you were to fit, pick three spitball really fast. Honorable mentions for front wheel drives. Oh, I have one. Pick, pick, pick one. Go ahead. We'll just we'll just go one one one. Go Honda ahead. Fit. Honda Fit. Yeah, okay. Honda, Honda Fit. Yeah. Your Honda Fit as well. I was going to say Honda Fit or the Cobalt SS because it's out there and easily. Get beat uh, R thirty four on. Yes. Nissan Sentra SCR spec B. Oh my god. Dude, just listen up a whole Scrabble game. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's yours? Probably the Sentra R. Okay. Sentra R. I like the I mentioned the DC2 Type R. It was on my list. I mean, boom. When it, when it came out, great. And I have a ton of facts. But when it came out, great. But I think it's yep. a little too old at this point. Yep. Yep. Uh, the CRX is an awesome platformer. Also uh, old. Also very, very old. Very old. So make sure you do that's a lot what, of That's what makes me like the Honda Fit. Dude, they're so good. Grid Life made a class for them. Yes, agreed. That's and they're awesome. so dime a dozen. There's so many of them. Uh, and also, if you like having top down weather but still want to drive your front wheel drive, Del Sol. No, also, also old though. Old yeah. shit. Old. He's just listing up Hondas. I, 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 I have to list up all the Hondas that we own, so might as well, right? Anyways, let's go to uh, next yeah, one. We, got next drive we have. Drive. Uh, let's go ahead and hit. The all-wheel drive class, because the real drive hits home to a lot of people. Right. Um, but all-wheel drive has got some pretty good hitters. I know I, I know we discussed it a little I'm bit red. before. So, yeah, let's go ahead and start with you. All-wheel okay. drive. Off the so, game. I chose... So, when we were talking about this, it is a day-loopable car. You can take the Tokyo, take the track, whatever. Yes. And, and anybody that watches Initial D or, like, cares about Japanese cars... It's an eight sick No, I'm sorry. <laughs> An all-wheel drive is... Um, no, the R32 GTR. I think when that came out, I, and still to this day, it is a staple for Nissan. When you talk about just Nissan enthusiasts in general, it there are whole meets dedicated to GTR. You have our day here. You have, I mean, all these tuning shops that still exist for Skylines. You look like you want to say something. No. Oh, I saw some people go back. No, he was about to be no, like, it's, it's uh, not a hot. My, my only thing would be it's just like so... So yeah. I so when it came out, it was thirty five grand. And this is back in nineteen ninety three. Adjusted, we're looking at eighty one. I, I I think think about it. If that car came out today and say it had all modern features, modern all wheel drive stuff that we're used to, I think it would absolutely be worth eighty one. But that's just my opinion. But I like what Nissan did. They had obviously the R thirty and the R thirty one, and they were doing all the JTCC racing and everything like that, and. They go to Porsche. Actually, they don't go to Porsche. They buy a 959, which like that's a lot of money to invest in R&D even back then. They buy a 959 and they use that to kind of co-develop the Atessa or use part of it to develop the Atessa all-wheel drive system, which like I've driven R32s. That all-wheel drive system is fucking insane. Like I, I hate to cuss on a nice podcast, but dude, it's <laughs> it is crazy. It it's just like it's kind of like with the R thirty five of it's like rear wheel drive and held substitute, and then it's all wheel drive, especially for its era, dude. That's what I'm saying, and, and just how capable it was out of the box. They didn't call it Godzilla for nothing, bro. Exactly, um, that's because it dominated on the circuit. Right, and I was going to say the thing about the 944 that I told you guys earlier is that it beat a 944 by 25 seconds around the ring. I hate how often I reference ring times, but they're, they're a good scale of they're reference. They're a good scale. Yeah. Um, and when we talk about daily driving, it's it actually weighs a little bit less than an FK8, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. And albeit the back seats are way tighter, but it's still technically a four-seater with the trunk. 
versus like I'm not comparing it directly. But I'm just trying right, to right, right. give people a frame of reference for like cargo room. Like you can fit four people in an R32 GTR. Um, you can daily it. The only downfall when it comes to the R32 is that I sacrifice the halo aspect of the card that makes it special because it always always feels special when you drive one. Still, my favorite right-hand drive car I've ever driven was a black-on-black-on-black-on-black. Everything was black on that car. Uh, 600-wheel-horsepower R32. Prime Reaper. And I drove it up on Blood Mountain in Georgia, and I wasn't even, like, fully into it, but just how high it revved, it was crazy. Man, speaking of GTR, I didn't even know. Yeah. GTR, right? Um, in the car. <laughs> but the, the downfall of the R32, we always, you know, we're talking about kind of the pros and cons, uh, do parts. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thankfully, there's counter steer down in Georgia. Um, Dylan runs that, not me, obviously, someone else. But Another he's Dylan. he's gotten a lot of RB parts into the country. He he built with uh, Cody Whistling Diesels R thirty twos. He built Pro Prospec FD R thirty two or uh, RB cars. Um, a lot of people go to him for RB stuff. So I've noticed more and more RB stuff is becoming more and more popular. Granted, we're kind of taking stuff out of Japan, so it's not going to be around for forever. But, yeah, that car from when it came out, I mean, think about people back then. They were daily driving these cars because you could drive them to work. They were getting, I think it was like 22 miles to the gallon. So you could drive them to work, and you could absolutely rip it in that car on the weekends. Take it to whatever track you wanted to. You could take it drifting. You could do whatever you wanted to, and especially in Japan. Parts were available, everything then. Obviously, now it's a little bit more difficult. But, uh, yeah, for an all-wheel drive Halo car that you can still daily tell you track with, I think R32. See, my only complaint with the R32 uh, nowadays, not olden time, obviously, because it was illegal to import the states, but nowadays it's like, because we currently have worked, reworked the whole R33 GTR at my shop, and it's just, there's vacuum lines everywhere. There's, mm-hmm. There is turbo <laughs> piping everywhere. Yeah. Um, there's so much going on in the engine bay, plus you have all the Hikus stuff, plus you have all the all-wheel drive stuff. And it's like there's just so much to do that, that can go wrong. And when it does go wrong, you've got to wait forever to get the parts to get it. That's right. my only complaint with that car. Amazing car. The yeah. sound. Oh, my gosh. Dude, yes. Sound. So, so I'm going to say this on the podcast right now. And I, I talk to Ashley about this all the time. Are you going to get dragged for this? No, absolutely not. But it is my goal to have an RB25 Neo something one day. Stagia would be awesome. Yeah, Manual, right-hand drive. I can put my tent, I can put everything in the back of that. Yeah. But my biggest worry is parts availability, and yeah. it is changing, but like, if you want an RB car, anything that's RB powered, whether it's RB20, 25, 25 Neo, 26, 28, whatever, 30. it cannot be your only car. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it cannot be, but that sound, I legitimately think it's one of the best inline six sounds. I agree. I will take the sound of an RB25 at Redline, or an RB26 at Redline, over an E46 M3. Now you drag me. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that too. Honestly. I think I think uh, an RB car is insert sound of an RB at Redline. <laughs> if I had to throw um, reliability at at it, I would almost compare it. And say almost this is like a I swear to God, if you said something that's on day. Uh, I would almost compare it to as reliable as a rotary. That's that's fair. I would say the people that will own R32s are the same people that would buy an FD. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I will say that. Yes. Um, and I feel as though, like, you know, if you got to own a rotary, you got to know the ins and outs of all those rotary stuff and how it works, or you got to know somebody. Yeah, I was about to say, you have to know people. It's just like, yes. you know, 
uh, Ashley won, once or wanted an FD, and like, well, thankfully we know a couple people around here mm-hmm. as parts availability, yada yada yada. But yep. yeah, I think especially back in the '90s when it came out, when Japan had this massive economic boom and everything, that car erupted onto the scene and pissed off a lot of Porsches, a lot of Ferraris, a lot of everything. And it won. It made everyone else quit. Like that's just. I think yeah. it started to become, or it it had the legacy. That I hope the GR Corolla has when it finally yeah, comes out. That, that, that's fair. Yeah, Especially just quick. for the all-wheel drive category. Oh, yeah. 100%. Real quick, what newer car would you buy with the all-wheel drive? What new all-wheel drive car would newer. you Newer. You don't have to be within within seven years or less. I would do a GR Corolla. GR Corolla. I mean, when, especially with me. So I have, obviously, my girlfriend and then her daughter. <laughs> 14-year-old daughter, so that's almost three grown people. Yeah. Like, and I have to keep all my camera equipment with me, pop-up tent, whatever. I drive to Charlotte, to Atlanta often. So, yeah, I mean, all the reviews I've, you know, seen on that car and everything, that would make me want to buy it. I don't want a Volkswagen. I've researched them so much, I would never want one. <laughs> because it, you have it, problems, it, Volkswagen problems. Well, yeah, it's just whatever car I buy, I want it to have reliability and if, if it's a new car like Jerry Corolla I want it to have credibility from the manufacturer um, if I really wanted to go crazy like an N4 comp okay because those are all wheel drive yeah. um, but I mean that was if I was wanting to go like super crazy yeah. uh, but but yeah I feel like a new car I mean dude I'll go back for the Jerry Corolla okay. all the GR cars are crazy and that's going to be I'm going to avoid that yeah, don't pay your markups. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's really we're not actually <laughs> comparing. No, no, no. We're not actually comparing drive trains. We're just we're this is a don't pay your markups. Markup. So wait, what's your pick, man? What do you got in mind? So I chose something a little bit different. It was uh, something I actually thought about daily for a little bit. Jimmy's this man's really <laughs> Damn, I can't believe I forgot about that. Oh, mine is a 2022 Audi RS3. Give me really? a front half wide body, which that's so ugly. <laughs> something real quick. I'm going to go and jump straight to 0 to 60 time because I'm proud of my front-wheel drive option. <laughs> this car has 401 horsepower and will do 0 to 60 in 5 seconds, which is 0.3 seconds faster than the SRT4. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I bet you can fit 12 people in an RS3. Uh, did, um, yeah, have you, like, are you going to put a picture of it up? Because yes. that's fucking that. And they are that weird half wide body, dude. They look great, especially in that blue. Yes. They look and oh, whatever dude. that green is that they that green yellow. Too? Yeah, that greenish yeah. yellow. They have a lot of good colors this year. Yeah, that all wheel drive system is all anything Audi is going to have. Yeah, but here's the thing though. System. It's a 2022. What kind of price are you looking at paying for that? So I'm going for more of the aspect of you know the SRT4 was cool, the uh, the cheap I could throw it into a wall and go buy another one um, if I can find it, but. The the RS3 is like, hey, I have some money I want to spend on an all-wheel drive car that can do it all. Um, we're looking at about probably around seventy-two thousand. <laughs> you can get a base fifty-nine. Yes, <laughs> dude, you're buying Audi's like flagship. That's true. Tiny, That's like, true. Yeah, but and also that trans, all oh, that transmission and the sound. It's a baby Huracan. Five cylinder baby. Five cylinder DSG, like super high perform. Oh, we're gonna subjectively high performing all wheel drive. Yeah, dude, I'll go to bat for that. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Okay, so here's the thing though. Like with that, you would almost dra- drag me if you feel. You almost would look like traffic. 
You would. It's very basic. But I, I feel like that's part of the appeal. I agree. I agree. And, and, you know, you get in it and it's got leather and probably heated and cooled seats and, you know, you might as well throw your pinkies in the air and everything like that. But for $72,000, what else are you buying? So this is more... Oh, oh my trans fell out of this. Yeah, story. I was supposed to say, oh, my trans condition. <laughs> but also, it, you know the MSRP on one of those? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, these are over, like... They're, like, the Nismo's in the 200s. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Which they are a pretty car. Give me that. They drive themselves. They do drive themselves. But what the RS3, what I wanted to say is, you know, I don't really have many facts on this car, um, but this is more like, say, if I was living... Dude, they started at 113! Oh my god! (laughs) Fuck that! Jesus! (laughs) Fuck that! You think that is $40,000 better than an RS3? No. No, no, Rest no, my no, case. No. Did I break my well, you can buy one pre You can nope. buy one pre for, like, nothing. Go buy a pre on RS3, then. If we're going to start getting a pre- He said 2022. 2022 GTR's 130. I'm not comparing to 22. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, no, I'm not comparing to Anyone with an R35, your car's overpriced. I have started a fire. <laughs> Dude, I will throw on my phone. That car is way worse than an RS3. Okay, so what what else about the RS3 makes it so awesome? So, what I like about the RS3 is not only can you get it an all-wheel drive option, you can get it a front-wheel drive option, too. Okay. Oh, um, it's cheaper. Yes. Uh, if you look His front-wheel drive and all-wheel drive cars and RS3. If you look at... <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. Um... I think you're paying for the RS3 Quattro is what the difference would be because they raced the TCR RS3s in IMSA that are front-wheel drive. Lost to those a lot whenever yeah. I worked on the Type R team. No insult, but I worked on an IMSA Type R team and we lost RS3s. And Veloster ends a lot. And then the Elantras came. Out of I was going to pick an Elantra. Dude, there's one around here. Okay, they are way... I will go on record. They are way prettier in person. Yeah, they are. Dude, that front end, not that bad in person. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, no, I I pulled up to the gym this morning, and there was that light blue, that powder blue, with the front end. It looks way better in person. Nope, still hate it. I've seen it in person. Okay, Doug, what about about, we're getting off topic? Yes, we're so Real quick, front ends... The, uh, the new, what is it, M4, the guy that owns uh, Rodrigo. I don't hate it. Yet. It grew on me. Oh, I the G82? The, the, the big buck team. I like it. I'm I'll, sorry. I like yeah, it. Yeah, okay. it. It grew on me. It gave me, you know, when I first ever seen it, I was like, oh, what the hell is that thing? But I also kind of said the same thing with the FK8 when it first came out. Yeah. FL5 yeah. is better than the FK8. Just I simple. will fight you. No, it was. Front end looks. No, still not. I like the regular traffic I'll, aspect. I'll, I'll take my hot boy shit anytime over that. Fun doesn't have a big aggressive wing. No, well, well no, but it's it looks more like regular traffic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, from from the front alone, you will confuse a new Civic hatch and oh, yeah. FL5, which is what I like. Yeah, no, which I'm is what sleep. you don't like. Yeah, I'll, 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 okay. I'll I don't want to get too off topic. So right, what yeah. else about the Sorry, RS3? Boys. Get back on top. Sorry, boys. Get back uh, on top. The RS3 is well. This is the one that we got the weight on. Or the uh, SRT4, but 3,600 pounds, all-wheel drive, yeah, that's about average. Um, other than the GR Corolla, but we can't really talk about the GR Corolla because it's not fully released yet, but maybe we'll do an updated episode later down the road. There's two trickling in right now. There's but the RS3 seats five people, but in the aspect of buying this car, you know, if you go to the beach, hit the mountain pass, everything like that, and I've been fortunate enough to see how these cars perform. Um, they're really fast, on a mountain pass, which doesn't make any sense at all. Like, they're extremely fast. They're fast yeah. on the track. Um, it it's seems composed. But like the bad thing about it is these cars are expensive, so the parts are going to be expensive. Yep. But I believe it's like owning a Barrett 50 caliber. 
if you own the gun, you have the money to yep. shoot the gun. Uh, yeah. You have the five dollars per yes. round. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing with like these guys that own own these Audi R8s, Pagani yep. stuff like that. Pay, play. Play. pay the play. Not so yeah. that's where I'm going for that aspect, and I'm going for more of like, hey, this is my do it all. Okay, but so that's really all I have for the RS4 because, or RS3 because I didn't write that much stuff down. That, that weight probably comes from the like, extremely, extremely <laughs> beautiful interior. Yes, it's, it's got a lot, of, else. a lot of creature comforts. Yeah, yeah, like oh, if totally. you knock on the dash of GR Crawl, it's going to sound like that. <laughs> it's all cheap <laughs> yeah. plastic. Yeah, yeah. But dude, yeah, the RS3, yeah, yeah. I've got the ride quality in there. Like the sound level in there is mm-hmm. nil. Oh, yeah. Dude, that now, would be such a nice Now, if you had to choose an older one, like a 90s all-wheel drive, what, what are you choosing? Uh, it's it's a hard choice. I was thinking about this because you know, if I want to go out and buy the daily aspect of it and not really worry about it, but I was actually going to choose like a two thousand four, the two thousand six STI. Okay, Ooh. that was actually yeah. what I was going to go. Great with. choice. If I didn't pick the R thirty two, I would have gone with the. But they're just hard to come by anymore. You can't yeah. go to a dealership and you find can. them. It's like you the SRT four. It's all private. Yeah. But at least yeah. with the Subaru, you can find parts. Yeah, you I will say that. It's true. You got it right. There. And you're gonna. Yeah. I bought a brand new car in the Subaru motor and I blew my motor up. Uh, my choice? Yeah, that wasn't your fault, though. No, it was not, not your fault. Um, another story about time. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. So, my choice, 100%, is going to be an Evo 9. Um, yes! Bro, okay. come Good on. Choice. Evo 9. It wasn't... I, I didn't go with that generation Evo, but I did go with an Evo. Did you, did you uh, choose just, a 10? No. Oh. Absolutely not. I don't Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry to anybody that has an Evo 10. <laughs> so, I am a man. fan... I, I am a fan of all Evos. Uh, all of them. I don't think there's a single bad Evo they've ever made. You're I don't, a bad Evo. And I don't care what anybody says about the 10th, 10th Gen being bad. Love Evo 10. Love them. No, uh, that, that all-wheel drive, drive system's crazy on that thing. All all-wheel drive systems are awesome. All yeah. of them. Even the old-school mechanical stuff from the Evo 1, 2, and 3. Well, the 10 has AYC, which I think is crazy. You can have 100% of the torque to one wheel. <laughs> That's crazy. AYC, yeah. active yaw control, by the way. So... <laughs> The Evo 9, I think, is a great car. I mean, obviously, daily aspect, you've got your four-wheelers, you got your four-cylinder turbo. Right. Um, you know, you got a good-sized trunk. Myvec, so fuel economy. Myvec. Which yeah, is VTEC for nines, Mitsubishi. Nines have Myvec, right? Yeah, the yeah, eights yeah. don't. No, eights nothing, don't. nothing pre... No, I think the sevens do, but that's a whole other thing. But nine and ten kind of both have... Okay, kind of has my, Myvec, but the reason everyone wants the nine is... Just it's the most modern one without being the ten. Yeah. It's still light. You have the forty sixty three. You like it looks better too. And the customization availability for the nine is awesome. Dude, go to any Japanese parts website. There's yeah. stuff for the Evo nine. Yep. yep. And the bumper options, the body kit options, the, the spoiler options. That's why I will. I, I've got to choose an Evo nine. Um, if I had to throw a random price out there for a good one, um, that's not like you know some bring a trailer pristine ten thousand miles on the odometer. Uh, I mean you're looking at your your thirties, dude. Your the bubble pop. Your thirties to fifties, I would say. And, and I mean, fifty. I think depending on how good of condition you are looking. Fifty is some twenty thousand mile car because the bubble pop. So those and NSXs are both coming down right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the NA1 NSX for anyone oh. looking for an NA2. Sorry, you're long gone. <laughs> but but yeah, like nines are in the twenties. See, that's awesome. And you're. I, I mean, I'm talking about like um, what's the? They have like different colored turbos, like FP red or whatever. Yeah. Like a tur- a little bit of a turbo upgrade, a tune, some eighteen by nine and a halfs, and you're. You know, say sixty thousand miles. You're yeah. like twenty eight five, yeah, or twenty nine. I mean, like the interiors of a nine is a little outdated versus some yeah. of the rest of the cars. The seats, the Recaros are amazing. 
amazing in just about any Evo, to be honest just, with you. Any Dude, Evo any Evo. Yeah, I want the, the tin had some dodgy seats. It depends on which model you got. Yeah, you know? but uh, I will say, if anyone's going to even consider an Evo 8 or 9, or really any Evo in general other than the 10, get a 5-speed, not a 6-speed. They use the same uh, box. They just shove another gear in the 6-speed. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyone that even knows Mitsubishi knows this, is that the 6 will overheat before the 5 will and break. Yeah. Um, if anyone out there wants to prove me. Yeah. You know, well, whatever. But yeah, if you're going to get an Evo, get a 5-speed. So if I was going to get an Evo, it would be in... in Either the blue or the yellow. Uh, that's just a me thing. I don't know why. It's just that's two colors I love. Also, it's crazy to me in 2006, they sold the RS, which didn't have a sunroof, but it also didn't have ABS. <laughs> what? <laughs> they sold the Evo 9 RS, and it doesn't have ABS. It makes no sense. It was their stripped out track version. Yeah. yeah. And they're white, too, man. They are crazy white. But, but yeah, they sold the Evo 9 without ABS. My my. I do love an Evo. I've got friends that that got Evos. We do have a close friend that does have. Yes, Evo. yes. Uh, we've you know we've we've seen very fast people up there running Evos, dude. Um, you know, up on the mountains. Um, but they 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 rip. Um, honorable mention for me, which is more of a, a car to get as a hobby car, not so much as a daily driver, would be the Celica GT4. Um, the the S205. Uh, my one of my like all time favorite right hand drive vehicles. I think they are absolutely gorgeous to look at. The four headlights in the front, the big, you know, larger spoiler in the rear. Awesome. For anyone that doesn't know, the Caldina GTT exists, and that is the ST205 drivetrain in a wagon. I like wagons. Wagons are cool. Wagons are you, you awesome. Wagons are awesome. I don't have a problem with wagons. But <laughs> the Celica GT4, I think, is a gorgeous car. That was a Halo car for Toyota, too. Obviously, Subarus are awesome, too. I mean... Your pick is is easily one of my favorites as well, especially uh, I'm I'm more biased to the Hawkeyes, but at the same time, I mean you've got Evo problems or not Evo, but uh, you've super got problems. super problems. Super you know you've problems. got your um you get your Ringland failure, your head gaskets, your complete complete failures. I mean you know you've got them, but the thing is is, is you kind of get those similarities with the four G sixty three. I mean. You start pushing power to 4G63 and your head starts lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I, I will say, at least with Subarus, they've been around long enough. Subaru had the same engine long enough. And enough has gone wrong to where it's almost like a Corvette to where you hop on a forum or hop on a Facebook group and you're like, oh, why does it make this noise? And like 37 <laughs> other people have had it happen yeah. and they've already fixed it and you, know, you know what to do. And then you That's have true. 40 other people just trolling the crap out. Yeah, but but it's like like I bought a brand new GR86 and people were like, oh, like I'm getting oil starvation, and no one knew yeah, why because no it's a brand new car. Yeah, but but yeah, so at least with the Subaru, unfortunately, they've had a lot of failures. Fortunately, pretty much all of them have been covered at this point. Yeah. yeah. So what about you, Couch Man? What's your uh, what's your um, choices? He also said he had an Evo, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. What what for for me? It was a <laughs> tough choice between like. The Evo, it was between the Evo 4 or the Evo 8. The Evo 8 was like way newer, obviously. You know, it's four Same thing as a newer. 9. Yeah. yeah. It's practically the same thing as a 9. Obviously, we have a close friend with an Evo 8 mm-hmm. that, abs- that car absolutely rips. But he has the 6 speed. Yep. Doesn't he? Doesn't no. He? He's, no he's not? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on this. He, he, He'll Either. probably be a co- on the comments. Yeah, section. he'll probably. Josh, don't get mad at us. Yeah, don't get mad at us. Don't get mad at me. Picture your car, um, please. Either way, uh, he needs a transmission. 
Yeah. What did you expect? Which seems to be yeah. sort of an issue. A, a common occurrence. Yeah, it's like the Subaru thing. It's yeah. like Subarus need, mo- or STIs need motors, and Evos need transmissions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm surprised with? But an there's so much room in these cars. There's yeah. so much room. The back seats are great. I mean, yeah, it's a you know, mid-2000s back seat, but you still have, there's ample amount of room in them. It's not something that you're going to be like, this in with yeah. your freaking backseat back back of Audi TT. Very yeah. roomy cars. And it brings me up to what I was going to say about them, which is kind of sad. And it's, I mean, everyone's going to enjoy their car for what it is. But I noticed I've seen more Evos, different generations of Evos, mm-hmm. which it makes sense because they're four-door. You can go to places a little more easier. Thing. You can get all your camera equipment in it and everything like that. I see more Evos at Stance, Slam car shows oh, than I ever do see driven. The yeah, track with the mountain pass, which I understand they're older, they're sought after, and you really don't want to throw one into a wall. But it's just you know yeah. something I have noticed. But it makes but sense. No offense to stance kids. Yeah, no offense to stance kids. Actually, kids. yeah, kind of offense. Yeah. If if you get um, offended by it, that's your problem. My frame. So you know you got to think about you know people that you know take these cars to the track or these cars that we're calling off the track and they're like an RS three or something. So I don't know if somebody's gonna. Willingly bend an RS3 into a tire. Hopefully, no one willingly bends yeah. any of their cars. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, you don't willingly throw your car into a tire wall or something at Road Atlanta. That's, that's going to be uh, not a fun time. You said a four or an eight. Why would you okay. choose a four over a five or a six? Uh, just because of the initial D effect. The misfiring. They, they had a five in no. the initial D. No, they didn't. All they had were fours. Because no you had the original Galant VR4, right? The, no, they the, had two. No, they, they had, had a black two. one and a white one. No, 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 not the initial D. I'm talking about in general. Oh, sorry. You have like the OG before the Evo was a thing, the <laughs> yeah. Galant VR4. Then you have Evo oh, 1, 2, 3. Ooh, so you have Evo 1, 2, 3, because they come in threes, right? Evo mm-hmm. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and that's it. <laughs> oh come on! Oh, but but the four, I I was looking at them for a while. I wanted to import an Evo six, yeah, because um, the third one of each of those is you know the the best, yeah. And the four is just a narrow version with it's. I think it's the first year that it's flipped one eighty, or the last year before it got flipped one eighty. Because mm-hmm. the four G sixty three used to sit the other way around, yeah. And I think the turbo was facing away from the driver, and then they flipped it mm-hmm. or something like that. I can't remember which one it is, but uh, the four was before everything happened to the five and the six. So I was curious as to why I chose the four. Is it just the initial D effect? It's just the initial D effect. Oh, okay. Well, then. Was that, that the, uh, the team member? Yes. Yeah. No, not that. Um, what am I trying to say? My brain fart. Was that your uh, your second pick? Like the hot pick that we've been doing? Was that one? Well, okay. the, the hot pick that I would do, especially if I... Like, or if, contender pick, sorry. Yeah, yeah contender pick. My, my hot pick for an all-wheel drive is probably the Galant VR4. They are just Wolf That is the clothing. duty car that yeah. can do it all. It really is. Yeah. Wolf and sheep's clothing right there. Before we move to the real drive category, I've been jotting down some notes. It's been quiet for a little bit. Um, I'm really proud of this SRT4. I'm proud of my Neon. <laughs> so I mentioned the STI, right? Which does, okay... Hold, hold truth to that little SRT4 that could. An STI has a quarter mile time. Is this like a brand new one? At, no, this is a 2004. This 2004 SRT4 STI. 2004 does not have a third gear. Well, this car I'm comparing it to might not have a motor. But 2004 STI. We take okay. a motor. 
Um, 13.23 second quarter mile at 104 miles an hour for the 2004 STI for motor trims. Okay. And SRT4, 13.9 quarter mile time for the um, 103 miles an hour for that one. Wow. For SRT4. So one mile an hour less? Yes. Zero to 60 (laughs) for the STI, 4.8 seconds. Neon, 5.3. It's still there. So you're looking back, and there's there's a neon, and that's also front wheel drive versus all wheel drive. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, the zero to sixty is gonna be pretty different. That's yeah. actually closer than I thought it yeah, would. Yeah, it's I started doing. It, I was like, oh my god, this guy's this guy's actually holding on a little bit. I mean, and, and the, the neon does not have launch control yeah. at all. No manual. It's all at, at baby. All. Once you get to third, you just pretty much just go. I'll be honest, but my I'm sure the FKA zero sixty time sucks because you just blow the tires off the first gear. It doesn't matter what that. the hell tire you put on it. I bet it's not that bad. That's awful. I don't. Our last category. I'm so ready for this is one. one hot boy category, which all these everyone's going to have their choice. But for me, I'm going to tell you right now, the most hot pick is going to be an AE86. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready with mine. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I, uh, I guess I'll take the floor. Okay, I'll take the floor from whatever. All right. So, um, if I was to choose a Rear wheel drive car that was fun to drive, daily drive driver friendly, can handle all seasons, um, can hit the mountains, hit the dry dragon, hit the uh, hit the track, go on trips, etc. Question: um, Can it drink turn three rotor lamp? It probably could. Um, it would have to do BMW M2 Comp. Um, I love that. Oh, I love that. It's a it's a two seater. So oh, I mean. Realistically, if you and the wife decide you want to have multiple children, then get an M3. Okay, it's not that hard. Four doors. Um, but an M2 comp, I think, would be the best. In their, like, kind of like that, like, brighter blue color they've got. It would be more. more yeah. Yeah. Dude, that orange looks good in the sun. The orange looks good, too. But like, the, the, the interior styling is fantastic. You've got tons of different features, tons of different tuning options. The exhaust notes sound incredible. The driver's seat is two degrees to the left from the steering wheel. It's not straight on. It's like what an odd fact. I, I know. <laughs> so, like... I can never own one because you on, sit in it and instead of you being straight on you're the wheel... You're like this. You're, the, it's pointed two degrees to the left. Yeah. On Dylan's episode. My OCD. The more you know. Well, it's so they can make it fit with the B-pillar. Yeah. Okay. Yep. If, if I was to choose a uh, rear-wheel drive car that was something that you could have on the weekends to enjoy yourself with, um, it's going to be an S2000. Um, if not very closely followed by a Mazda Speed Miata. Um, Man's likes his roadsters. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you think, man, if you're going to be using it as a weekend fun car, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to be driving it in the snow, dri- not going to be driving in the wintertime. You can drive it in the summertime, the springtime, the fall time. Leaves are changing. Uh, you know, fresh buds in the spring. You're gonna to want to drop your top. You don't want you don't want to have the open area. You don't want to enjoy yourself. That's why well, the yeah. still exists. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's still the fact that it's the most race car ever. Yes, but you've got drop top. You've got roll bar options, so if you're worried about safety, go um, or roll bar options. Yes, or both cars. Um, with the I'm gonna choose the S1000 over it because you've got that 9K red line. That it's a screamer. It's, and he's a Honda boy. Too, I'm a Honda so. boy, so uh, you know I'm gonna choose a Honda. Um, you know, you're going to enjoy it. Um, 
unobtainable, way overpriced um, car that I'm going to choose for rear-wheel drive would have to be probably um, either an NSX or a 5th Gen Viper. Um, I mean, unobtainable. I'm talking about like o- way over. Yeah. Those are pretty attainable. Are those, are, those are upper. Fifth gen. Uh, no. Newer, yeah, no, no, they're lower six figures. Yeah, that's attainable talking, for some people. Yeah, see, are we talking base Viper or ACR? Oh. No, even a base or a TA, I mean, you're still, like, I guess you're upper 90s, I think. Yeah. So correct you can still go to a grocery store to buy for Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Long now, long. if I was going to choose maybe three cars that I was going to love for rear-wheel drive that were, like, more collector's items, not so much, like... Doug's going off on Oh, yeah. Well, you said it's a big topic. It is a big topic. So, big topic. topic. It is. So, we got, um, like, 20 minutes. Oh, we got... All right, sweet. All right. So, I'm going to choose, like, a, it's more of, like, a collector's car type of thing. You're a collector's car. Shut up. Um, more of a collector's car. I'm going to choose an 86 Corolla. Gotta, don't you'd gotta say gotta it. love the Hotchies. Don't you'd say um, it. You know, but it's so hard to find one in good condition. Uh, I'm going to choose don't a Datsun 510. Nice. Which is oh. another just killer, killer little square body car. Dude, I love um, those. You throw an SR20 in it and call it a day. Someone sold what one about for the, uh, grand. So, like, a collector's Datsun, though. What about, like, the Well, he the just said a Datsun. Uh, okay. I mean, a 510's yeah. a collector. Yeah, well, I mean, no, he's saying 280Z. 280Z. That would also be a really cool one, too. Yeah, with like a Rebello 3-1 in it. Those motors yes. are nine grand. Yes. But they um, also rev to nine grand. What else is nine grand? SRT4. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the SRT4 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> SRT4 token. Um, a, another car that is is a love of mine, too, would have to be the Mark IV Supra. I love no the Mark IVs. They're, they're heavy, sure. They're twin turbo, sick. They make awesome 2J noises. But I will combat you on that, and this is the only thing I'm going about when it comes to JZs and Supras. I would rather have a JZ X100. Give me a chaser. 1Js sound better than 2Js. Fight me. Everyone (laughs) fight me. I don't care. A 1J sounds better than a 2J. Four doors for more capability. I'm not saying that on a podcast. <laughs> You've been saying it the whole time. <laughs> um, but I just, I dude, JZX100 is baller. But that is not one of my rear-wheel drive picks. I just heard you say super. And we gotta, we gotta touch on the drifty boys. You know, if you're gonna be a drifty boy, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna mess something up. You're gonna hit some walls. 240, 350Z. E36 gets a mention. E36 people are starting to move away from 240s. Well, and yeah. pick up E36 and E46 as well. 46 I can see more of. Yeah, um, like a 325, 328, Yes, yeah, because they're they're easily attainable. Dude, parts are everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Junkyards, you name it, man. Slap, slap a bumper on that thing. Another honorable oh, mention would have to be the uh, FCR7 as well. Mm-hmm. God, you got, what was that, 12 cars? I've got, yeah, I've got a bunch of Someone them. tally them up in the comments. Yeah, go for it. All right, All right I'm, done. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. All right, let's go, to, let's go to couch. Good me? Alright, so... Number one, choose. Number one, absolute. Someone cuts you a check, it's your daily track, everything. It's sitting outside. Really? BRZ? Really? 100%. I thought you were to say Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like the look of the first gen BRZs better. I do. I like the body lines better. I like the headlines better. I'll take my torch somewhere else then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 
technically a four seater. It's two door four seater. You do not have. It could be a five seater. I mean, it can be a five seater. Believe me, Austin's Dude, if those three car. other people are toddlers. <laughs> I fit in it. I fit in the back. It's seat. actually not a five seater, though. You have the armrest in the back. It is technically a two plus two. <laughs> yeah, really it is, is technically a two plus two. Put the seats down. Whole set of wheels right there. Wheels and tires came to the track. Uh, you can fit, actually, so both first and second gen are tested. You can fit two sets of stock wheels in that car. Dang. Yep. Two sets of stock factory wheels for the base. Uh, they tested it, and you can fit two That's sets. That's fun so, having opportunity right there. Yeah. You talk about Drifty Boys. Yeah. But you're and, not gonna you know, you get, if you're a Drifty Boy, you can obtain a BRZ or an FRS if you want to go the cheaper route for a salvage title car for like nine grand. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But even then, that's, you know, it's still a salvage title car. You are, you know, you're especially if you're just getting into drifting, I was, you're planning on bidding this car. I was looking at some of the use prices today because I want another one the daily. And the FRSs and the BRZs, mainly the FRSs in this aspect because it's a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, I own an H6, so I can say that. But <coughs> the 12K to 17K private seller... Is usually where I'm seeing them at. Yeah, which yeah. is really good. Yeah, it's not bad at all. No thanks, I'll buy this and done. Sorry. <laughs> Are they that low now? Yes. It depends on which one you buy. It's on, if you find one at the right time. S two thousands. I paid yeah. twelve for mine. Yep, twelve. Uh, literally twelve in a CRX. Dude, that's well, because because even a year ago they were mid twenties. <laughs> yeah. I mean mid twenties way up. And if you go to dealership, you might as well just say you're paying thirty five thousand. Oh, there's the there is. The S2000 and the MSX, the NA1 MSX that are up at the Mercedes dealership. Really? The S2000 is 38 and has 38,000 miles on it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. And, uh, and it has like Type S parts, which was never over here. It's yeah. like the wing stuff. And then the NA1 MSX is 92. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went up there just to look and they're both red. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh man. You know, all that, all that shit for less than three Yeah, but a hero car for your rear wheel drive? Hero car for my rear wheel drive. Or just an honorable mention. Honorable mention, especially if it's like probably an S two thousand. There's such good cars, man. You can't argue it. Fantastic. Like when I bend my NC, I'm not gonna say if because I'm probably gonna bend it sometime. <laughs> That's what I want to move to. S two thousand. Pink can agrees. Pink can agrees. <laughs> it's Pink the gavel. It's a boom. Oh man. Why are, you, why are you staring at him? So, but another thing like with the BRZs is me and Wade both know. Dylan knows too. Like, there's so... The, the aftermarket support for those cars, FRSs, 8.6, BRZs, it's crazy. It's huge. I think... The aftermarket I, support's huge. So, I bought, as a quick side quest, I bought my 2014 and 2015, yeah. and they had only been out for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and I was struggling to find 5 by 100 wheels. Yeah. Dude, everybody has five by one hundreds now. If someone, yes. if if a, if a like a company like Apex or Titan that has come out recently to yeah. to make wheels comes out, it's five by one fourteen, five by one twenty, and five by one hundred. Yeah, and those are the first sets of wheels they make. Those are the first ones that they make. Yeah, yep. yeah, and it's like, dude, anything you could think of. Yep. And it honestly, I was gonna say this for the Evo too, and I think it's what makes the eight six Evo and S two thousand cars like that really special is. It creates jobs for people because of the aftermarket. Yeah. Cobb exists because of Subaru. Yes. I, I, I would yeah. almost directly say that because of what people wanted to do. And it's you have companies like Counterspace Garage for the 8.6, uh, 
or ASM, the <laughs> Japanese company, not anti-Semitic motorsports, but ASM over in Japan, and uh, you know, like Spoon got a hold of one, and granted, Spoon's been around for a minute, but these companies that specialize in S2000, 86, that affordable boy racer car that is going to be around for forever, that creates jobs, and that creates an aftermarket, and it's, yeah, the 86 is just gone. And I mean, out. They're still relatively attainable. I'm like 21.5 for mine. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I paid under. Low miles for 2014. I paid under 30 for my brand new. Yeah. I mean, it's. They're, they're, I, I could go on about that all day. Actually, in my whole list of rear wheel drive cars, I didn't pick any 8.6. No old, no new. Yeah. Even though I own one. I had it, yeah, I know. It was yeah. hard for me not to pick the H6. It's biased. Like, it, we, it, it three, really three people here on yeah. the H6. I'm too biased for Honda. I'm sorry. I can't help it. No, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to choose it because I've wanted one for... <laughs> no, but, but that's, it, it's like, an attainable dream car I, for I, a lot of people. Yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've wanted one for like five years now. Mm-hmm. And I've owned mine for a little over a year and four months. I don't know what your pick is. But I'll let you close it out. I'll go ahead and say what I want to say. And then, if you're going to let me close. Yeah, I'll let you close it out. Ooh. Um, so, my pick, you know, obviously, I don't want to pick the H6 BRZ triplet. Good car. Can't go wrong with it. Let's move on from that. Um, <laughs> but I have picked something that a lot of people are like, you can't daily that. That doesn't make any sense. I swear you to God, can. if you say a C5 Corvette. No. C6 Corvette. <laughs> C6. So I have a car. I have a car almost the same as that on my list, but I purposely avoided Corvette, Miata, and M3 because they're yeah. they're just they're everywhere. There's a lot of them. They're great, mm-hmm. but I purposely avoided. I went for more like rare Halo car. Yeah, the so, C6 for me, the reason I picked it was because they're easily attainable over here. In the USA, but they're like forties uh, right okay, now, dude. Right. You can get them Okay, so you're you're going off your obtainability. I was gonna ask Z06. Z06 price up there, base or Grand Sport prices a little bit lower than that. But if you just want to buy base yeah. C6, dude, thirty two, and it still hauls the mail. Yeah, yeah, it still, it hauls, still the hauls the mail. It does everything that also Z06 Grand Sport and Z06 both come dry sums. Or you want that is like bigger tracking and stuff. The Grand Sport is my favorite of the C6 because it comes dry sump. You get the Z06 wide body, uh, but you don't have to deal with valve drop. These are LS7 specs. Um, so we're looking at LS7 Z06, a little bit average or a little bit more than the average Z06 that's an LS3 car or an LS2 car. Um, $70,000. Yeah. Um, but in my aspect of picking a Z06, it would have been an LS3 car. That would have been the perfect. How much is that yeah. compared to the S24? Uh, well, yeah, it's a lot of fast. With the C6, you can even take it a step farther and go ZR1. Go I was going to pick a ZR1, but then I was like... I think that goes outside the realm of... Attainability. Well, it, takes, yeah. it goes outside the realm of what a C6 should be. Yeah. And it goes like, okay, for that small niche that wants to go crazy, it's almost like if they made like a Civic Type Z yeah. that was like even better than the Type R and they priced it at 70. Yeah. Like that goes beyond what a Civic reaches out to. It, you might hit 5% of the demographic, yeah. but you're missing 95%. You're still I, I, missing that. Yeah, I feel like the Z06, the Z06 and the Grand Sport hits your like 70% mark. That would have been my ideal daily driver because. We talk about it a lot, and I know it's probably talked about a lot with other groups, other car groups. It's like, 
dude, you could just bought a Corvette for this money. You could have bought a Corvette. <laughs> Why didn't you get a Corvette? Yeah. Everyone always throws Where's the Corvette, your Corvette as dude. a backstay. They're too long. They are. Corvettes they are, long are too long. I have driven the hood is at nice. least nine. Dude, every time I drive one, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, the, the difference between the front and the rear is like half a mile. It feels like to me, but also all my like the biggest car I've ever had. And Lord, you can make them do chop chop noises. Yes, oh, that's all the cheap noises, parts. Baby. You can go anywhere and buy parts for them. There's Chevy dealerships everywhere. everywhere. Not only can you get the mass produced parts that are plaguing O'Reilly's, Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone. Ooh, I don't even want to know about Rock Auto. I bet Rock Auto has a warehouse just for sale. <laughs> Do what? What you say? It, speaking of Rock Auto, I need to order oil packs. <laughs> yes, Rock Auto discount, please. Sponsor us. No. <laughs> um, that would have been, you know, my main pick is the Z06. Uh, if I had to choose like a, a hot contender, um, obviously we talked about the H6 being one. Um, an NV Miata is not the yeah. most ideal daily driver car. Is that your hot no, pick? But it's, daily. it's still doable for the ones that have to rely on that 15K below budget. Yep. And then you have to home. drive on the highways at 4,000 RPM. You have to yeah. limit your groceries and everything like that, yep. but yep. it's still doable, I, especially for someone that's out there for the purest aspect mm-hmm. of it. If you're going that, go NV Miata, because the, the, Price. Highway, the, well, the highway ability and the the gas mileage, man. No, yeah. but, but the price. Someone looking at an NB isn't also looking at an ND. That's true. Right. 100%. That, that's the biggest thing. Or an NC because NCs can do the same thing and they're really cheap. NCs also have the most room out of all of them. Yep. I have, I have on mine, I have the biggest trunk. I have the biggest interior space. That's what they call them boats. Uh, no, they call them boats because of the junk suspension under the NC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, the stock suspension out of NV Miata is I got a crazy too. list. The, um, I was also going to pick any of the M3s. Yeah. Um, yes. Everybody loves their M3s. If you had to have one, what would you grab? Like, out of, out of the M3 category? Yeah. Ba- based upon performance and then based upon looks. No, I'm saying based upon, like, daily track, tailgate, drive everywhere. Like, it's your only car. That is the only car you have. What do you take? E36 M3 Audi. Yes. Damn, no. Yes. No. No. Which, which, which one does Mike have? Mike Brown. Which what what, what chassis? I don't know. It's is? pretty though, and it's really fast. Yeah. Show me a picture of it. Oh, it's white. The white yeah. one with the spoiler. Mm-hmm. E36. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like a uh, uh, Mac. The guy from like up north. His last name's Clock with a K. I think. He has like a turbo E36 that makes like 500. God. Dude, he rips up in the mountains. It's crazy. So Mike's N3 now has a, he doesn't have the original engine anymore. He got a swap recently. Because he lives out like Colorado or Utah now. Mm. He's lived out there for like two years now. I need to talk to him. I'm not talking to him in a while. But he's got like a S50 something. I forget exactly what Probably it is. Probably an S50 B32. I forget exactly Someone's which BMW that. engine it is. <laughs> oh, shit. But apparently it's one of like the first ones done in the States. So they had a Eurospec one. So the E36 and 3 that we got over here was like... Shout out to Eurospec. The E36 and 3 that we got over here was like low twos. Yeah. And the E36 and 3 they got everywhere else was like upper twos. Yeah. And that motor is probably what he has swapped into this. And it, dude, it's expensive. Is an expensive engine. Why stare at me? Because I want to know. I know you're right, gonna get this. Dude, I, I, I'm just gonna hit Lead. my my three favorites. 
All right, and they're gonna. One of them's gonna piss off some people. But Is somebody gonna get mad? Or a group? No, I don't think they're just gonna get mad. So I'll start. I'll start with somebody's gonna get mad. I'll start. So I don't really have a cheap one. I feel like we've covered that extremely well. So I have two thirty-ish thousand, and then one that's twice as much. Okay. Huh? So wait, two hundred thirty thousand. Twice as much as no, 30,000. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. I was okay. like, okay. We don't do math around here. We just drop are, ass up in the mountains. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll say you have two that are 30,000. 30, and then one that is twice that. Twi- yeah, twice. Okay. Yeah, so okay. 60-ish. Um, dude, props to Kia for building the Kia Stinger. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. No. I, uh, okay, so you talk about you talk about the, the FK8 for being... You know, having a hatch space, mm-hmm. having, you know, the ability to go to attract and go to all this other stuff. Dude, stings are slept on. For anyone that's out there, I think it was a really good, because, we're again, we're talking about Halo cars. It doesn't really have a Halo car. This put them on the map, along with Hyundai coming out with the Veloster N and everything else. This really helped put them on the map yeah. for just coming out with something that doesn't suck. Yeah. So... Just props to Kia for that one. That's one of the figures. Something that they off. don't have to put engines in. I don't know why, but that kind of makes me mad. But I'm exactly. Not mad. <laughs> exactly. I'm not mad. Also, side quest from that. I just thought about it. Uh, props to the Alpha Julia Quadrifoglio. Yeah. I like how you're same saying side quest now. Yeah, too. same kind of thing. Yeah, same kind of thing. Um, S15. Well, they are. Of they are. Say anything of that? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm thinking like. Cool stuff from certain manufacturers, dude. S fifteen, they're uh, still being driven constantly. Yeah. Also, they're like upper twenty, mid thirty right now, and even then, I would still pay upper twenties for an S fifteen. You talking about Sylvia, right? Yes. Okay. Well, so they're, so they're the legal next year. So uh, September of twenty four. Oh, twenty four. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, for certain specs, um, but the S fifteen, it's twice as thick. The metal is twice as thick as an S14 or an S13. So okay. they're even more rigid. You see them in time attack. You yep. see them at world time attack. There are world time attack S15s that are placed in like podiuming. Uh, also Evos too. So I think the S15, you talk about a car you could drive everywhere. I mean, it's really an older version of the 8.6. Yeah. Um, it had, you know, obviously an SR20 in it. So a little bit different than, you know, an FA20 or an FA24 or whatever. But I mean, that car for a lot of people you could buy back then and you could drive it everywhere. You like, even in the U.S., still to this day, you'll have examples of like grandma driven 240s because that car appealed to them. Yeah. It's a tiny car. With the manual because they're used to it because they grew up on it in the 30s and 40s and they could buy this newer car that had a manual that was kind of fun to drive. You can get them in you know LSD, you know turbo motor manual. They're lightweight, super fun to drive. Tons of parts availability yeah. Oh, yeah. even to this day. Um, so I, I really like the S15. And then I will end on again. I purposely avoided the Miata, the Corvette, and the M3 because those are just that's your big Japanese, American, and German. You know, rear-wheel drive mm-hmm. car. Um, props to Ford for building the GT350, GT350R. Mm-hmm. I love a high-revving V8, so yeah. C6, Z06, E92 M3, GT350R. But the balls that Ford had to say, we're walking away from this GT500 bullshit, we're walking away from all the drag racing stuff, 
We're going to build a track car. We're going to go to the Nürburgring. We're going to test this thing. We're going to beat on it. And it's going to be something that people can take to the track, take to the mountain, take to the beach, take wherever and have an absolute blast. And they sound so good. Mm-hmm. Dude, Aren't they, they sound great. manual too? Yeah, yeah, they're only available they're, in manual. Yeah, yeah. They're only available. And, and so I think if someone <laughs> handed me a blank check and they said, go get your favorite rear-wheel drive car that had you can only have this car you got nothing else i'll take that talk about a back seat that you can actually put people in yes it weighs yeah. it weighs 37 30 so it's actually not even that heavy it's barely heavier than an all-wheel drive rs3 um it has the cargo space dealership availability people can talk about the gen one motors all they want because those are the ones that were having all the issues the oil pump gear issues yeah and uh dude i've driven one they feel the same size as the 46 m3 it is crazy when I because I've, I've done my reviews upon the dragon and stuff. When I drove Riches, I expected it to feel massive. I expected it to feel like a Challenger. I did not expect it, dude. I had a riot. Wait, once you can plug my review video, but that was one of the best driving experiences I've ever had under a hundred thousand dollars, and I will always defend that car. Like it's just. The driving modes that you can adjust to your needs, and that's a part of I don't think something we touched on a lot. I know the the Type R can do it, but you like can adjust the assist. That yeah, well, well you can have it in sport, you can have it in comfort, yeah, you can have I it in have normal. Shit drive mode, I'm not gonna lie, it's not that much. But but in the Mustang, it's it's just it it's awesome. Obviously, parts are gonna be expensive, wide tires, brakes, all that. But the amount of development and time that Ford put into that to walk away from really what they're known for, like they've not built track cars before you can say the cobra r maybe but for ford to do that to get the gt 350r to develop it spend the time on it and take this massive risk and appeal to a brand new audience because they are fighting the cayman they're fighting the m3 they're fighting the corvette and so props to ford for building that car I mean, and I will, I I will absolutely defend that car until the day I die. I, I, I what they're it. doing now with the Mustang too. Well, look, the Ipsa Racing now? Series. Yeah. Uh, well, Trans Am. It's yeah. They yeah. got Mustang versus M3 versus Cayman versus something else. I can't remember. I mean, yeah. They're they're competing with all them. <laughs> the interiors of those cars, incredible. Do you have so the nice. you have the button to uh, you know make the exhaust quiet or loud. Yeah. So you know if you're cruising on the highway, seven hour trip, you want to turn that thing down a little bit. You can. And and even, like, I drove it up. So I drove one up here at the Dragon, obviously. One of the tightest roads in the country. Dude, it was so composed. They it are. was fine. And the owner, our buddy uh, Rich, was like, actually put it in comfort mode because it handles the undulations in the road a lot better than being really stiff in sport mode. So, like, just to be able to do that, I could literally take, if that was my only car, I could leave from here, take the Dragon all the way down the road to Atlanta, and have two different drive modes, obviously comfort or sport up here, whatever. Go to Road Atlanta, hit it in sport, and then drive home. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I'll take a GT350 over a C6 Z06, over an M3, over anything. Not to show on your choice, but just that is such a good car. You know, talking about American vehicles, a lot of people now, and they still have that stereotype that <coughs> when you're up on the mountain pass, for example, you see a Camaro or a Mustang come up, and you're like, oh my God. Which, it does depend on the driver, but... You know, from the track experience and seeing how these cars are developed now, the newest gen Mustangs and Camaros are really good cars. They are. Uh, six gen ZL11 LE runs the ring in 716. That's crazy. 
Also, would. shout out to the Cayman for being uh, an affordable used car before any Porsche person yeah. is like, you didn't mention the Cayman. Yeah. No, single one <laughs> of us have said the Porsche. I, I, just, I, just don't, I just don't like Porsches after the IMSA shop that I work for. We also work on Porsches. And uh, they're just, I don't want to pay Porsche tax. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. That's the that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. Spark plug's super easy to do. On the maintenance things. on Porsches is like the you, it, there's it, a lot of stuff you bad. can't do on your own without they're, having that computer assist to unlock your calipers and everything like they're that. They're popular for a reason, but I, I feel like I feel like that is more catered towards the demographic is why they like them because it's like you know everyone gets a P car because it's one of the best driving experiences on track or real whatever. But like yeah, the, that group is okay with paying. 300 bucks for an oil change or, you know, having a $4,000 brake job or something like that. But, but yeah, I will... Um, and then they're not okay with their brakes squeaking in hell. Some of them. Some of them. But yeah, I rest my case on the GT350. Like I'll it. end it on that. That's one of my favorites I've like ever it. driven. We've all had really good picks. I'm like very, very happy with everyone's picks. I think they're really good. Um, and you can dive into this category... There's tons and tons of cars out there to really dive into and evaluate on. But uh, I just want to say thank you guys so much for watching. This concludes the podcast for this episode. Um, our next episode, I'm going to go ahead and drop a teaser if you guys are still here, still listening, talking to it. Uh, we're going to be talking about how all these aftermarket companies are dealing with all the emissions, the EPAs. Everything that's going on that's restricting this 2025 push that we're getting out of all these car manufacturers and really bringing to the end of an age of something that we really care about and we're super passionate about. So that will be the next topic that we're going to be talking about, and it's going to hit home to a lot of people. It sucks. We hate seeing it, um, but we have a lot to talk about on I that. I have a really good topic and for that. Too. Yeah. There's so many things that we talk about, that especially happened in the last two years. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for watching. If you liked it, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys so much for the last subscriptions that we got. We ended up having 75 subscriptions on the last podcast episode, which thank you guys so much. Um, thank you for the feedback and the interactions that we've been getting recently. And if you watched the Christmas video, hopefully you enjoyed it. We spent a lot of time doing that. And I just wanted to get something out there for the 2022 season. We're going into 2023 really big and hard um, for occasion on that. But, guys, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. And yeah. as always, keep it in the past. Don't pay markups. Don't pay markups. That's what T4.